Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Keeping Your Business on Track. We're here to give you the motivation and inspiration you need to elevate and grow your mortgage or real estate businesses. So what are we talking about today, Nikki? Today is a big one. We're going to be talking about the common borrower mistakes. Wait, borrowers make mistakes? I don't think that's true. Make mistakes. You know, I know that the mortgage process necessarily isn't, it's not necessarily rocket science like once you're in it, but I think there's a lot of information that people just don't know of do's and don'ts while you're in that process of getting a home and buying a home. Very and, true. Yep. And in that mortgage process. So we're going to cover all of them. Okay. Well, all maybe of them? Not, not all of them. Okay. Some we of have them. yeah. We have something called the Couple ten. Of the big ones. Yeah, we have something called the ten commandments of mortgage lending. We're going to go over five today. Okay. Um, and then we also have a blog on our website. We'll put it in the show notes that link, so then that way you can access them all. Cool. But first, why is it important that we're even talking about this? Why should we talk about common borrower mistakes? Well, I mean, obviously the customer is always right, always. Uh, but in the case they're not, which sometimes happens. No. Um, seriously, once you're involved in that in that process, like once you've made application, it's expected that you know your profile is going to be the same as when you started as when you finish. And if it's not, and there's changes, well, they're going to be figured out along the way, and it could cost that that um, that home buyer. It could cost them their new home. Hmm. They might not qualify if they do some of these things we tell them not to do, um, and that could cause problems for them getting in the home that they're that they're after. For sure. That's definitely, I think that's worst case scenario. Is there, could they lose, let's just say like their escrow deposit as well if they. If well, they sure. I mean, if, if they, they don't get the house and they don't buy it, that escrow deposit, depending on if they, all they met, they're met their contractual obligations, yeah. um, it, it might uh, make it so not only do they not get the house, but they might have to lose their escrow deposit and no one wants to lose money. Yeah, right? no good. That's why we're talking about it. Right. Good. Perfect. That's a good why. Okay. So we're going to go over five different of these commandments. So number one. Okay. Don't buy a car, truck, or van. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Why should we not sure. buy a car, truck, or van? Yeah, I can tell you a quick little story. Or RV. Or okay, add RV. RV in there, or airplane, or something major. Are okay. you gonna live in it if you if you do this? Well, that's my story. Is that oh. you know what happens is <laughs> I had a guy call me. Um, it was like uh, like the Friday before closing, mm -hmm. and he goes, "Hey Joe, I'm at the RV place. I'm here with my wife, and there's an RV we really want." Panic. Panic. I'm <laughs> yes. like, oh god, and he's like, look. Um, I'm like, dude, listen, how much is the payment on the RV? And he talks to the sales guy and he's like, look, Joe, this, this, the sale isn't going to be here, you know, on Monday. I'm like, dude, it was like 2011 when it was going to be, the gas was like four and a half dollars a gallon. Yeah. It was going to be there. But then he said, the, the, the sales guy said, look, it's going to be about $930 a month. And I go, okay. Um, I'm not going to say names, but I remember this one vividly. And I go and do the math and I go, look, dude, is your wife there? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, tell her that if you guys buy that RV, you're going to be living in it. Oh, no. Because, you know, that put his debt to income out of whack. The expenses going out versus the income coming in mm -hmm. put it out of whack. And he wasn't going to qualify if he bought that RV. Now, I don't know what he did after closing. I hope he didn't go buy the RV. Yeah. Um, but he didn't do that purchase. You know, he might have been a little upset with me, but he was super happy because he got to move into his house. Yeah, that's important. The ultimate goal is, I think, purchasing the home rather than yeah. living in the RV. And, and with everything, look, if you have to buy a car, mm -hmm. let's say your car breaks down, you need transportation, you have to buy a car and it happens to fall in the middle of the transaction, communicate with your loan originator, your mortgage loan originator, your loan officer, to make sure maybe it's possible that you buy that car. Now it's going to be a hassle with paperwork because you're going to have to show all the paperwork and we're going to have to prove the payment and all these things. But if you have to do it, you have to do it. Talk to your loan officer. It's not necessarily hurt you at the very end. Good, good information. Good tip. Yep. Okay, number two, don't quit your job, change jobs, or become self-employed. Right. Yeah. What's this one about? 
Well, we qualify people based on their situation and application. You mm-hmm. know, how long have you been employed, your income, your assets, and your credit. Okay. And if you change your income, let's say you went from a W-2, you worked for a company, and you started your own business. And, yeah. oh, even I have a history of doing this. Well, no, you don't. You don't have an history of owning a business if you were w 2 employee, salaried employee, mm-hmm. and now you're going to self-employed. You don't have a history. You might have done that work before, but you don't have history as a business owner that's predictable and um, you can count on. So we typically look at like two years history of that. Okay. Well, if you just switch, well, I can't count your new income and that might put you in a bad spot. Again, maybe you have other income, maybe your spouse is employed, maybe you still qualify with only one income, but we won't know that. If you know something, talk to your loan officer, again, it's communication. Yeah. It might be possible, but make sure you have that communication in that conversation. So let's talk though about the changing jobs because there is a lot of people just relocating. So right. they're changing jobs. So. How does that play into this one? Well, I mean, if you're changing jobs, you know, if you're going from one W-2 job to another or transferring locations, yeah. we have a means and a process for that. Okay. So that's not necessarily, and as long as they know, as long as we know up front and we qualify you based on these things, that shouldn't be a problem. It's part of the process. Mm-hmm. So we probably qualified you based on you switching jobs. Your new job starts at this date. We're going to get certain information from you. We're going to close at this date. Okay. Good to know. Yep. Um, number three, don't spend the money you have set aside for closing costs. This happens. It's, it's, it, it boggling, boggles my mind because it still happens where, the, you know, hey, I need to bring $22,000 to closing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a week, you know, we verify their assets and the assets are gone. Like, what'd you do with your assets? Where'd they go? Where'd they go? <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to buy this and this and this. I don't have enough for closing anymore. I'm like, well, what, how did you think you were going to close? You can't close if you don't have the money. You can't borrow your down payment from us to pay make the down payment right. or the closing costs. So, again, don't spend the money you have set aside for closing or else you're not going to have a closing. Yeah, that's important. Right. I mean, there's some things, you know, if they were doing 20% down and there's room in their debt to income, maybe we can shift that down and do a M- mortgage insurance loan or less than 20% down. But, again, that's going to change the whole structure of the costs. Right. And it might not be something you want to do. So just don't spend that money you have put aside for closing. Save it. Put it in the piggy bank. Right. Um, number four, don't change bank accounts. Yeah, this one, I, I, can you change bank accounts? Yes, you can change bank accounts, but you're not going to like all the paperwork. Just wait <laughs> yeah. to change your pay, to change your bank account. Yeah. Um, if, if you have to, it was already planned and all these things, talk. Again, communication is key. Mm-hmm. Talk to your mortgage loan originator. We'll get specific documents from you. But if you want to make your, ha- your job a little bit easier of getting approved, don't change bank accounts mid, uh, mid-process. Yeah. I think that's important. You know, path of least resistance. I don't yes. think anyone likes the, the paperwork. So just do the necessary. Nobody likes paperwork. Week. Yeah. All right. Number five. Last one. Don't use credit cards excessively or let current accounts fall behind. Yeah, this is big. So again, your credit profile from the beginning of the transaction should look the similar or the same as it is at the end of the transaction. You know, we're going to find out. I mean, it's not like we're sleuths, but we kind of are because we have to do underwriting. And underwriting has specific things we do along the way. And one thing is we pull your credit report. It's a soft pull. It's called a, a loan quality pull about within 10 days of closing. And if you've used your cards excessively, so I use this one in conjunction with the money you have set aside for closing. Mm-hmm. Well, some people say I have to do all these expenses. I'm just going to put them on my credit cards. So that way I don't have to spend the cash. And what that does is it, you know, you're racking up credit card debt. It's going to lower your credit score if we do pull a score. Right. And it's also going to impact, impact negatively your debt to income ratio. And if you barely qualified before, running up your debt certainly is not going to help you qualify. So that could 
certainly impose some issues last minute on your loan. And those are things we're not going to find out till last minute if you don't tell us, but we will find out. Just I know it sounds spooky, but we do look at your credit prior to closing. But what about the interest-free for 36 months oh God, for the furniture store? Because we got to have the, the couch and the new look and the new design. What about? Yeah, don't go buy furniture. And I've I, I, more than one time back when I wrote the loans, more than one time did someone say, look, it's 0% interest, no payments till 2023 or 2024. I'm yeah. like, that's still a debt. You're going to have to pay and we're going to have to consider that. So that will affect your qualifications. It could be very negative or it could have a minor blemish. Either way, communicate. Wait until you close to buy your furniture or whatever you need to do because it's going to complicate your situation. So the best piece of advice with these five things is... Communication. Communication. Right. I think that... There's no hiding. You can't hide things in this digital age. Yeah, you know? I think it was even funny. Even you just talked about the loophole for the don't spend the closing costs for the credit card, but it's right. like, close that loophole. Right. Um, yeah, in there so, too. yeah I, oh, I don't have enough. I spent the money I had saved up for closing, so I'm just going to put my other expenses on credit card, go yeah. into credit debt, save my cash. Well, yeah, you did great over here, but you did terrible over here, and it's still going to impact, maybe make you not qualify. Don't know the whole situation, but it certainly will impact your qualification in one way or another. Awesome. Well, thanks for going over those five sure. with us. That wraps up this episode. We do have, like I said at the beginning, um, we do have the 10 commandments of mortgage lending. We're going to put the link in the show notes below, or you can visit us at morganfinancial.net. We're super excited for you all to be here. And that's all for today. Well, as yeah. always, if you found any value in what we're giving you here, or if you've, you know someone that might benefit from this information, by all means, please send it to them, like it, share it, um, subscribe to one of our many digital channels. Yeah, that, we would love it. Yeah, that Please. would be super cool. And let us know, engage. Let us know uh, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of, so we can tailor this for you. Yeah. That's all I got. Thank you for watching this week's Keeping Your Business on Track. I'll talk to you next time.